Can you put thumbs up when I talk? Yes, I can put thumbs up when you talk. Go. Wait, one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> 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 Welcome to It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. We just had a bit of a false start because I'm in Brisbane and Elise is in Sydney and I miss her. It's so sad. Yeah. We're doing this over Zoom. It doesn't feel right, but it is still, you know, time of podcast, time for energy. I'm feeling very anxious today. I'm not sure if you can tell. I'm talking very quickly. Had a bit of a big weekend and just in general, I'm feeling very anxious. I also am an idiot, like a big fat idiot. I, wow, the brain, the brain is. I went to Darwin, obviously, a little while ago, and I didn't get my script refilled for my antidepressants, my valdoxin. So I then had those five days without antidepressants. Yeah, 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 at least the reaction. So I had five days without antidepressants. And then I only got the new script after like seven days because I had to like obviously get an appointment with a doctor. And then I only, the day that I went to get it, that I had time to go get it was when the anxiety started kicking in again. So it's a combination of like, I've had a big weekend, but also I had, I've had the lull of anxiety. So now my body is like, it's like lagged. It's lagging like a Zoom call, you know, but it's all right. I'll get, I'll get back on. A friend of mine who refers to himself as depression dad had a go at me because I didn't have my new, my new script. So thank you to him for making me get them. It wasn't that I was like, I don't want to take this anymore. It was honestly that I ran out of time before flying to fucking Darwin. Didn't have time for a GP visit in Darwin in between all my travels. And yeah, so I'm just feeling really anxious, but it's fine. Like it's better than being, you know, at least I'm back on the medication. So like the fact that I've gotten them, at least I'm not like going off them in protest. I just, I just forgot them and then was too anxious to go and get a new script. But it's right. I found a new doctor in Bondi. He's really nice and he's kind of hot. So like it's all worked out for me. So we have an update on my, wow, my dating life, I guess. For a while there, I was thinking, you know, guys, I'm not going to tell you guys anything about who I'm dating in my dating life because it's the one thing I get to keep secret. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to tell everyone everything. I think that probably came from my ex-boyfriend who like made us a secret the entire time we dated. The other day someone told me that... <laughs> the other day... Yeah, that is someone told me from Brisbane that apparently everyone in Brisbane thinks that we just like fucked a few times. We dated for four years. <laughs> anyway, tragic. But that's enough about him because he gets enough airtime in my brain and um on the podcast. So I just decided to tell you guys everything because it's like chaotic and funny. So I told you about that guy from Nightmare Fuel. If you don't if you haven't heard it yet. Okay, so on on the episode So Darwin is the best, I that's the title of it. I was talking about this guy that met me at the Beresford on a Sunday and asked me out and he pretended that he didn't know who I was, what I did for work, and then he had DM'd me in 2020, April 2020 to be exact. So a while ago. And I was like, I'm off this nightmare fuel. Elise was kinder than I was. And she was like, I don't know, maybe he was nervous. And I was like, no, Elise, you're being stupid. No, I've got the ick. My mum said he couldn't lie straight in bed. And then I had dinner with Christabel, my best friend. And both of us are really like harsh on people. And then we'll both be like, you're being a bit harsh to each other. You know, so she convinced me on her birthday, during her dinner for her birthday, she said, just text it. And I was like, fine. So anyway, we're talking about like English guys. 
And I was like, oh, maybe I should just go on a date with this guy. He was really nice, like easy to talk to. Like I'll give him a chance, I guess. Like I can't just keep being so negative, even though I could if I wanted to. So I say, hey, yeah, the classic, like nervous, like, hey, yeah, (laughs) like, hi. (laughs) Sorry for not replying. I just found it a little weird that you'd made out like you didn't know what I did for work and then it DM'd me in 2020. It's fine that you know who I am, but I didn't like the lying and the execution of it. I really liked meeting you and was hyped for our date. I'm sure I said hyped like I'm like 17. But then I was confronted by the DM and I thought that I'd been lied to. Is there a reason you'd message me in 2020? Having this job is really anxiety inducing for me. I don't like people lying to me about what they do and don't know about me and my life. Because the thing is, like, someone being like, I don't know who you are. Obviously, I prefer that because then we're going into the date on the same level where, like, we both don't know anything about each other. But if someone does know who I am, that's also fine. But, like, then I have to at least know that they know, like, about my life. So if, if like, one date, they're like, what do you do for work? If I then go, like, oh, like, I have, I have a podcast, like, I do TV stuff and, like, um, like I'm influencing and uh, I'm writing a book. If they go, why? Then I'm like, well, do I explain that I was in The Bachelor or do you know that already? Like, I, I need to know what you know about me because it's like, it's very scary. People can Google your entire life. Because in reality, obviously, if I was going to date someone who was kind of in the public eye, I would Google them and find out like a bit about them. Like you do for like anyone. Like when I used to work in commercial real estate, I would just go on LinkedIn and go on my boss's LinkedIn account and just like look at people's accounts from there because you need to know something about someone else but if they google me they could listen to all this podcast they could hear all this about how fucking unwell i am and how anxious i am and then they could be like oh like we could talk about antidepressants i'm like no i forgot my valdoxin <laughs> anyway i just thought they could like really like find things out about me and i wouldn't know then to be a whole thing anyway then he replied and i think this is pretty good now at least i want your input on this reply i also i haven't told him that i'm gonna talk about this but whatever he goes all good no need to apologize yeah i mean obviously yeah, so in 2020, I must have watched an episode of The Bachelor, thought you were hot, and tried to slide into your DMs. Actually, upon reflection, I wasn't on TV on tw- in April 2020. Oh. Like, now that I'm saying it out loud, I just, like, breeze over that. I was only on TV July 2019 till September. Oh. And then I was on July 2020 until, like, the week after because I had last one episode. Could have been a rerun on free-to-air TV. Maybe he chucked a sickie and there were bachelor reruns in the middle of the day. I'm grasping at me. Maybe, I'm grasping. maybe, maybe he was. Maybe he was catching up on. Let let okay, let's give benefit of the doubt. Okay. Thought you were hot and tried to slide into your DMs. That's cringe as fuck. <laughs> he said this. He said that's cringe as fuck and totally out of character. Is it? And not like me at all. I can safely say you're the only person I've done that to. So God knows where that, what came over me. It wasn't actually until later in the night when you or someone else mentioned Bachelor that it clicked. Everyone kept talking about the jungle, which I don't watch or pay attention to. No offense. Once it clicked, I thought we'd moved past it and we're having a good time anyway. After that, I didn't think too much of it, but totally understand where you're coming from. Sorry if I've caused you any anxiety or mistrust. I understand it must be hard living in the limelight. Which? (laughs) Are you from 1920s Hollywood? I know. In the limelight. I guess he's English. They say weird things oh, over true, there. True, um, true. Everything I did tell you about me was genuine. I really am. I'm not going to tell you what his job is, but I am a da 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 to your nerd, to your dismay. Um, thoughts, feelings, emotions. I'm in two minds again. Hi, my name's mm. Elise. I, it's also <laughs> Switzerland. Uh, I never take a side. Um, oh, God. 
there's a lot of explanation he's put in there. Like when okay. someone starts to give more and more excuses, I'm like, you are saying a lot whilst also saying one or two things. Yeah. And then do we feel like that? Because then I think about when I overexplain things. Sometimes I am lying. Sometimes I just am telling the truth that I'm getting anxious about. True. Do you know what I mean? It's hard. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just like, the 2020 things throw me off now that I've realized that actually mm. <laughs> I wasn't on TV in April 2020. But he could be watching, he could be watching The Bachelor. You know, it was the start of lockdown. Or an ad for BIP. Maybe. Maybe. Actually, maybe. Because you're on and the side of buses and stuff for that. I was on buses for that. Maybe it's that. Or maybe he was, it literally was lockdown April 2020. Mm. And lockdown once. So maybe he was just like, oh, I watched The Bachelor. Fair. From last year, because that would have been the most recent Bachelor. Mm. Let's, let's, let's give him a pass on that one. Okay. And some of my friends, who are very wise, they were like, if it's out of character, he would have remembered doing it. Ooh. And they're like, either he does it a lot, or like, like he must do it a lot, because you would remember who you DM. Like, I rarely slide into DMs, but like, I know who I have sent the DMs off. It's yeah, famous. true. There's a lot I of know like, oh, Tyler from Bachelor America. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of like, oop, I did that thing. Oopsies. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, how embarrassing. It's like, it's like the bane of my existence in the back of my head. I mean, if you wanted to but, go full Harry at the Spy, you could go and ask, like, other people who've been on reality TV. <laughs> oh, my God. And like, Can you just do a quick search in your inbox for me? That's, act- that, that's actually true. Okay, should I, maybe I could do that. No, but I know. I, he was really nice, though. Like, he was really nice and funny. I really got along with him, but I don't like a lot of straight men. The other so side I'm is like, we don't want to self-sabotage. Maybe he is just a nice person and you could go on a date with him and find out. I feel like you're you're good at intuiting things and you'll be no, able I'm to not. see. No, you're, you are like five episodes of the podcast in where you're like, actually, turns out that person was an asshole. But yeah. Yeah. if you went on a date with him... And then you went and told your friends about what the date was like. I feel like your friends would give you good read on yeah, it. Yeah, my friends are good. I'm the worst judge of character in the world. Like, I just think everyone is – I just romanticize everyone, even friends. I'm like, my new best friend. This is my husband. This is my wife. Oh, my God. Ah. And then it lasts about, like, six weeks usually, and I hate them by the end of it. I mean, what's there to lose going on a date, you know? like If you want to gonna... go on a date, go on a date. Although you did say to me once, you're like, Elise, I don't go on dates anymore unless I really feel like it. So Yeah, but I actually do want to go on a date with this guy because he was actually – we were, and it was when I had no voice as well. I, it's, by the way, still gone. I'm not sure if you can tell. It's now, like, like, it's now to the point where, like, I saw people that I was friends with in high school in Brisbane, and they were all like, where's your voice gone? And I was like, I thought it was back. Oh, babe, it is not back. It's not back? No. You're still doing an upwards like a back? Like you can't should reach I? your upper tones. Should I go to a doctor? I think you should just literally not talk for a few days. I was thinking that actually. <laughs> you know that thing that we've been saying for weeks? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking that. But I have to wait until I'm back from Brisneyland because I have to see people in Brisbane. Fair, fair, fair. So, yeah, basically, I'm going to go on a date with this guy, I guess. We'll see how we go. I'm, like, kind of off it, but, like, he was really nice. I'm not off him. And this is the thing. This is the issue that I have as well regarding my judge of character. People can do things to me evident by ex-boyfriend that I love. Like, if you do things to me but I still like being around you, you get endless chances. If you have a mannerism that I can't stand, cut. Cut. We should start making up mannerisms then. If you're like, oh, but ex-boyfriend that I love, da-da-da-da-da. He's so hot. But he also mispronounces the word Sydney. 
He says Cindy. And so but he doesn't. The only thing that he does is close study. He says he says yellow instead of yellow. No, but it's have cute. To, nope. Nope. It's not cute. Nope. Anyway, hate him. But yellow is like a new Mel- Melbourne thing. Yeah, like saying hey. milk. But I'm like, milk. you're from Queensland, babe. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> have a broken accent like me. But yeah, so going on a date, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be nice. Whatever. But that's my update for Nightmare Fuel. And in saying that, today's episode is going to be a lot of Nightmare Fuels for two reasons. I'm too anxious to think something to say. And also because we've been meaning to do this for a while. And you guys send us so many now that we have funny ones. So... Buckle up. This is a bit of lighthearted fun. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again? Hey, my name is Sarah. Hi, Elise Cooper. I know you. Well, you know, we went to uni together. Hashtag Oboplayer Life together. So... You're asking for dating stories, and I'm sure you get lots of them, so it's totally fine. But I don't know if it was dating stories, but just, you know, how great men can be because men suck. But anyway, so a few years ago when I was living in Australia, I was out in the town with a really good friend of mine, and she was like, hey, Sarah, totally get this guy's number. And, you know, one of those friends, it's, like, really beautiful and it's sort of annoying And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I like him. I don't really know. Anyway, I ended up getting his number and he sent me a message and he's like, let's get breakfast. And I went over. (laughs) Is that the weirdest date you've ever heard of in your entire life? Going over to someone's house for breakfast for a first date? Are they a chef? Yeah, I'm not like mad about it, but I'm also not like, I've never heard of anyone like for dinner. Yes. I'll make you dinner. Come over. I'll make you scramby eggs on toast with beans. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Just bizarre. That's bizarre in itself. But okay, maybe maybe she was excited about, you know, a freshly cooked scrambled egg. Maybe it's her passion. Maybe he'd been bragging about it. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like a little joke thing where it's like, I make the best corn fritters. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, show me then, daddy. I'll make you them in the morning. No, no, no. I don't mean stay over and then I'll make them. I mean, come (laughs) over tomorrow at 9.30 (laughs) a.m. On the dot. Please. We can't have it at 11. That's brunch. And he was making his eggs and I was there and chatting and let it be known that we are meant to go to a cafe and his, like, car broke down, but it didn't break down. I don't know. So I was, like, dumb and young and innocent and like, oh, yeah, I'll go to your house and have eggs for breakfast. That sounds amazing. Anyway, did that, went to his house, and then he was cooking his eggs and he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And I thought... Why the heck do you need to go to the bathroom? Let the man wait. <laughs> like, I know, I know, I know we're looking for red flags, but I think <laughs> being like, I need to go to the bathroom. Well, why the hell do you, who do you think you are going to the bathroom? What's with your bladder? What's with your bladder? Get a bigger bladder. Like, oh, I have UTIs all the time. I always need to go to the bathroom. What's would I be, would I be discounted? Abby. If I were to say I need to wee or is something coming? No, no, no. I'm just, I was huh. about to say, Abby, if you come into this podcast studio and tell me you need to go to, to wee, I'm going to march you out the damn door. <laughs> I kind of need to wee. Let's go. And I was happily eating my eggs, just like looking out the window being like, this is cool. And it's taking a long time. They're like, mm, breakfast, coffee, maybe he's doing a poo, you know, it's life. People poo in the morning. If you're regular, good for him. Anyway, he came in the bathroom completely naked. I stared at him. Sorry? 
I retract my previous statement. It is suspicious going to the bathroom. It is suspicious going to the bathroom. Everyone, she was right. It's a red flag. Something bad has happened. Why is he naked? Also, I hope she mentions, but I'd love to know, is he hard or soft? Hard or soft boiled? Because there's nothing funnier than a naked man with a soft penis. Also a naked man who's presenting himself to you as a naked man as a surprise with a soft penis. Yeah, like surely it's hard. Shall we continue? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Anyway, he came to the bathroom completely naked. I stared at him and then projectile vomited all over his carpet. (laughs) She projectile vomited. Why? Maybe Why? <laughs> She's like, nah, nah. Maybe he's doing a helicopter. You know, they do that. Oh, and I've only so heard about that kind revolting. of like a soggy sayo myth. Oh my god, almost every man I've slept with has done the helicopter. I think it's so funny. I think my first boyfriend did it, and that's why I. That's not why I stopped dating. That's that's a reason. A reason. Yeah, one of my ex-boyfriends used to play with my pussy and call it a banjo pussy and pretend that and that was quite funny though. That's quite funny, Elise. Admit it. Maybe it's not. My only banjo reference is either Mumford and Sons or that dueling banjos from the movie about like inbred people from the <laughs> South in America. Yeah, yeah. So mine's one. I'm my pussy. So oh. we've got pretty equally yep. horrifying. Yep. <laughs> Abby's pussy. Inbreds in the South. <laughs> And Mumford and Sons, who yeah. are actually a great band. Yeah. So set the scene. He's nude. We're not sure if hard or soft. She's vomited uh, immediately. I just, okay. Maybe it was the eggs. Sorry, we'll continue. And grabbed my bag and left. Oh, so she didn't even like, I want more resolution. Not finished. Okay. And people wonder why I find dating really crap, but that's the worst. Anyway, I felt awful about it. Like I'd done something wrong for a really long time. And then my good friend pointed out, well, you are aware that he had to clean up your puke. So karma is a bitch. Anyway, bye. Love you. Love you. Yeah, karma is a bitch. Like, but I'm wondering why you vomited. I, am I sus on this? Like, have they, like maybe they'd been out the night before. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Then she was hungover. Maybe okay. just. But am I being too cautious to think that he's in something to the eggs? Ooh. Is that that could, that could be that could be me being a bit unwell. That's me reading too many Reddit posts. I mean, definitely. I mean, no, nothing is definite, but quite possibly. But probably, but she's probably hung over because I'm a big vomiter when I'm when I'm hungover. <gasps> but also, like, why did he come? And also, he deserves it coming out naked, and that's that's a form of sexual assault. Yeah, that's ambushing. That's fucked. It'd be funny if it was your boyfriend. Yeah, like, <laughs> like surprise, babe. I'm spicing things up. <laughs> Yeah, and then like that, like that that could be funny if like you, but not like the first time you're having breakfast. No, it's all sus. Long story short, if someone goes to the bathroom, red flag. Yeah. If someone makes you breakfast, red, red flag. flag. If someone has carpet, red, red flag. fucking flag. So those are our three red flags for today. Let's find some more in the next time, if you. <laughs> um, this one is asking for advice. Hi, Abby and Elise, my queens. Oh my god. Okay, Elise. Okay. <laughs> She's okay. Is this on purpose? I love it. I love it. Should we change the name of the podcast to It's Love with Abby Chatford and Elise Cooper? Sorry, and then we ego. can add you, Deb. Babe, the limelight. The limelight. I need to put on more sunscreen from all of oh this limelight I've been getting. <laughs> I love it. Most famous bitch out of Bathurst. If you want to get on the podcast, you just need to mention my name. 
Just mention Elise and say, hi, Elise Cooper. Yeah, cool. Uh, pressing play. I have some nightmare fuel for you. I wish it was a funny story, but it's actually quite a negative little situation that I wanted to talk about, mainly asking for advice and how you guys would recommend responding to something like this. So I was working with my boss, who, for some context, is a middle-aged woman with four young daughters. And we went to the bakery for lunch together and we were waiting to order and there was a girl who I went to school with. She was younger than me, so she would be about like 17. She was standing there and she was wearing a bikini and she was ordering her food because it's literally opposite to the beach, the bakery we were at, and she was wearing a bikini. And I was like, yes, queen, like, go for it. Got back in the car and my boss just shakes her head and she's like, I cannot believe she was wearing that. And I just look at her and go, mm, what cunt? And then she says, and they wonder why they're getting raped. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Is there more? Now, when I tell you my jaw absolutely dropped, it dropped. And I actually was lost for words. I couldn't believe that this came out of a woman's mouth, especially. And I just did not know what the fuck to do. So I pretty much just sat there and literally wanted to resign. And I know that could have been a time to really stand up and educate her. And But I think basically what I'm asking is like, especially with people with power, and I'm sure women experience this a lot, they're bosses and you just can't fight them because you need the job and you need the money. So how should we go about this? Like, what's your answer? Thank you. That is so fucked up. That is so fact. First and foremost, obviously we know that what you're wearing doesn't get you raped. But also, I find this really interesting because whenever I go to the beach, I go into stores around said beach just in a bikini. And then whenever I set foot in a shop, I feel like it's I'm like I even I'm like, oh, I probably should be wearing like a sarong or something. But then I think and I'm like, what's the difference between being on the street having my smoothie and inside the boost juice waiting for my smoothie in my bikinis? Who gives a fuck if I'm in a bikini or not? Obviously we know that. That's not the point. We've obviously heard this rant from me five million times, so we know that. But so obviously I've had a lot of um, experience with this working in real estate for so long before I was on The Bachelor and this is with like all male colleagues and bosses and I used to work in a division that was particularly bad for this and known for this because in commercial real estate there's kind of like, let's just say office leasing is like the best. They're like young and like normal guys usually. Then it gets progressively worse and then imagine what you would think was the worst one. It's probably the worst one. My bosses would never say anything like that and I thought they were like the worst, the worst. That is fucking deplorable. I also understand why you wouldn't be able to say anything back because you'd be so shocked. And it's like also I can imagine myself wanting to contain my rage at that comment. Like I always talk back to comments that are things like like during the plebiscite, my bosses were like like saying like, oh, yeah, I'm fine with gay people, but I don't want them to get married, right? Which is disgusting. And then I would do what I did like with Dipper on I'm a slave to get me out of here and just ask questions. I find that's the best way to approach it and say, why do you think that they shouldn't get married? Okay, well, it's because they can't have kids. Do you think the women who are who can't get pregnant shouldn't have kids? Obviously not. You know, it, down that line of 
asking questions to get them explain themselves into a hole. That's the best way to go about it, particularly in a professional setting, because obviously you don't want to be like, fuck you. If I was at a pub, I'd be like, you're a fucking bigot, and then walk away. But like, it was my bosses at the time, so I would just, you know, ask them. There were lots of things that that would happen in the office, and... I was about to say it got better. It didn't get any better. But at least I felt like I was saying something back and I would at least get some sort of like, like my valve would be let out a little bit. Like, and then I wouldn't be walking around with rage. I would go and cry in the bathrooms once a week. But like, I at least then had my say. And when I didn't say anything back, I would go nuts. Like, I would like hate HR about these people. Like, so I understand like how fucking hard it is particularly when you need we need the money and especially after coronavirus when everyone's jobs have been like dangling for a year like i know it's really it's a huge toss-up and i think it's a fair toss-up to make because at the end of the day this woman thinks this way and i think you saying something would have been really constructive and i feel like you may feel like you should have said something but she just said the most disgusting thing i've ever heard like someone say that isn't like an actual criminal like like an actual rapist like that's revolting and saying that to someone to another girl a young woman is disgusting so i can also imagine if you'd started that conversation there could have been a lot of rage and you could have gone like i know myself would have gone fuck you i'm getting out of this fucking car so that actually like don't like beat yourself up for not saying anything and also never beat yourself up for not saying anything regardless of what it is because having your job obviously is important and unfortunately sometimes you have to cop it in order to have a job because like I'm not going to be like just say something because it's not that fucking easy like you can't just like and also at the end of the day unfortunately I'm sure at least you can agree with this I mean not sure I said that but like in your experience in like a professional sense there's always one person at work who is a complete bigot in some way Uh, there's always one if you always like start fights with them and question them then you're going to be seen as difficult and this is just the unfortunate reality by doing the best thing you can do if you want to speak up if you felt like oh I wish I knew what to say it wasn't like I wish I'd had the courage because the courage thing isn't like that's not relevant because it's up to you to decide how much you're willing to risk but if you're thinking I don't know what I would have said then I guess it's down to the questioning thing like being like why do you think women are getting raped and then she, what, what do you think she would have said? Because they're wearing skimpy clothes. So do you think that it's a woman's fault for wearing skimpy clothes? And then she probably would have said, no, they shouldn't wear skimpy clothes. And it's like, well, if they are wearing if they are wearing a bikini, do you think that whenever your daughter's wearing a bikini to the beach, they deserve to get raped and come at her hard? And then she'll probably say, no. And you go, well, why does that random girl? So just like get them into a corner, right? That's fucking deplorable though. I don't know if it's like your boss, like she's the owner of of did you say it's the owner no she says it was her boss so like if it's your boss like as in your like manager of your sector then maybe go to hr and at least file something so then when there's like three or four complaints because if she's saying that so brazenly to you just like because you've seen a girl in a bikini then she's probably said to other people and then if you get more complaints and she can get reprimanded if she's your literal boss owner like obviously culture comes from the top. So if you can, I personally would start looking for a new job. And like you were saying, you wanted to resign immediately. So like that's a fair reaction. And if you can find a new job first, but I reckon find a new job first, keep playing nice. And then when it's time to resign, once you've got your new job and once you've got your reference, say something and be like, listen, you said this. And actually I loved this job until, until the bakery, until we went to the bakery. That croissant was the end of us. I'm so sorry. But like any other advice, at least? Because I feel like just 
it's it's so it is hard. Like yeah. I think it's when people are like, how do I get your confidence to speak back? And I'm like, well, because I don't have a boss right now. Yeah, I have had that experience at work, and because I spoke back about it repeatedly, I got iced out of opportunities because it was the owner of the business. And so I then was like, okay, this isn't worth. I'm not going to change this from mm. the inside. Definitely not going to do it from the outside. So I'm just going to leave. But I did stay there until I got another job. I was just like, mm. okay, I've tried, but I'm not going to change this person's opinions. Mm. And it's also not worth it for me because it's costing me so much anguish. Like I'm going to my therapist more than I used to, you know? And I was just like, okay, I know that I don't agree with you and this isn't something I want to keep doing. So I'll look elsewhere. But at the time you're just like, <laughs> it's when she describes that jaw dropping moment where you're like, Someone's written a movie script about this. This doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, it does. You exist. I'm just like, I hope that her kids, she'll project that energy onto her kids. And I really hope that. Hopefully they're the rebellious type to be like the yeah. opposite. They're like staunch feminists. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's really hard sometimes to be, you can't always be like the vanguard. Like you can't always be the person that's going to change the industry or change the person. Like you can try your best, but if it isn't like if it isn't working after a while, it's actually just slight detrimental to yourself. Yeah, you've got to protect your own energy first. You can't fight any battles, Mm -hmm. in quotes, if you yourself are run down and exhausted from fighting battles and just pushing shit uphill. Yeah, to someone who doesn't want to change their mind and who thinks they're right and who is your boss and therefore has an inflated sense of knowledge and control and and, and thinks that they know best. And uh, they're obviously wrong. You're obviously right. But um, at the end of the day, you can't really change someone's mind completely that is that far gone. It's like if someone starts talking QAnon shit, like what are you going to do? Like you can try and explain to them, but it's just just never going to work. That's awful. That's disgusting. I'm so sorry that you're stuck in this situation now. Hopefully you can start looking for a new new job and find somewhere that's a bit more tolerable because I have a feeling there isn't a workplace in the world that is fully <laughs> wholesome and unless it's nah like can you think of any no nah. I was like literally everyone there's always one dickhead at least always one dickhead yeah and she's a primo dickhead mm. and she never so, like, stacks the bloody dishwasher yeah yeah <laughs> We have one more to end on that make one it a more. light note. So after your podcast today, I knew I just had to tell you this story of my worst night ever in Darwin. I lived there for three months to do my regional work. I think Darwin's a great place for people to visit. But for me living, it just wasn't, it wasn't a vibe. wasn't a vibe. Anyways, so I go out one night. I wasn't really going out much while I lived there. But I thought I'd just let loose and, you know, enjoy the tropo activity. So after the night out, I went to McDonald's to get some, you know, snacks as you do. I have to point out that as soon as she said McDonald's, both Abby and I were like, yes, bitch. <laughs> yes. Nodding. As you do. As you do, nuggies. Queen. Yes. Give it Yes, 24. Me. Always 24. I finish them. Mm. 24 I sometimes large like, meal. up with them like in my, in my underarms. It's like, <laughs> ooh, a pit nuggy. Thank you for breakfast. Ooh, Sorry. Where's my sweet and sour? In my hair. (laughs) Go home. I dropped some Coke in the elevator, so... Coca-Cola, everyone. (laughs) Coca-Cola. I went into my unit, put my things down, grabbed some towels to go clean out the elevator. Just by force of habit and probably being a little bit tipsy, I press the ground floor while I'm in there. And in my elevator, or in my elevator, my unit, you need a fob to get in to everything to get on your floor to even press the button. 
yes, so that was the worst mistake I've ever made in my life. The elevator goes down to ground floor and I'm just doing everything I can to press this button without the fault. wasn't working. I even call the accident emergency services and yeah, they, they couldn't help me. So I get out of the elevator and I decide to leave my building to try to break in, break an entry into the stairwell. Um, stairwell was completely concrete with a big steel door, but I'm just like jumping every every single fence and but babe, how are you going to get into your floor surely there's a key you have to have to get into your into the yeah okay we're going there all right looking at every single crevice of my building to see if there's a way i can just you know slither on in that didn't work i go next to the office next door and i'm just thinking oh maybe they have an entry to the elevator that was a really bad idea regardless. So I go to the office and the office was actually completely unlocked. It was a lawyer's office. So that's fucked. I open the door and the buzzer, the alarm just starts beeping so loud. I get freaked out. So I go hide behind my building for a little bit. Then I see one of my neighbors coming up to the building and I just say, Hey, you know, can you please let me in the building? I'm on floor 12. You know, if I get in the stairwell, I just, I just want to try. And they let me in the stairwell because you can't get into any of the other floors unless, you know, you have a key, including my own. So I go all the way up to the 12th floor. It didn't have the key. So I'm just sitting there trying to pick it with a bobby pen for like 10 minutes. Nothing's working. So I go downstairs. Babe, call locksmith. Like... I'm genuinely worried that like this would have me to me one day and I would be one of those people that is on the news and they're like, they found her dead body in the fire Yeah, it's like, just call a locksmith. I know it's expensive. At this point, yeah. like after we've tried a couple of things, we call a locksmith. After we've broken into we the call office downstairs and the alarm has yeah, gone off. The lawyers, the lawyer's office. Yeah. Then we go, uh, should I just call Mr. Minute? And as I'm going downstairs, I realize the floor floor is four floor four is open and so I open I'm desperate at this point I'm desperate so I open the door and it's an office building and and as I'm sitting there you know in the doorway to go into the office building I think what the fuck am I doing so I just go down and at this point I'm so exhausted this is you know six hours of me just trying to break into my own building. Also, her Maccas is still in her apartment, is it? Oh, my God. The poor thing. She's probably so thirsty as well. Licking the coke off the floor of the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) At least in the office, sometimes I have, like, like in my office, I used to have, like, a coke fridge. Or she might be able to steal someone's lunch Or a zip tap or something for water. Oh, my God. (laughs) Someone's Someone's left over chicken. She's like, who did it? It was Nicola in five minutes. (laughs) Fuck, she always steals my shit. Check check the cameras. It's this girl in a a Sabo skirt bodycon dress. She's like, the sun's starting to rise. People are going on their morning jogs and I just look like absolute trash. I'm not wearing any shoes. I had got back from a night out. I've been crawling in bushes, peeing in dark corners. And did she just say peeing in dark corners? (laughs) Icon. I just decide, you know, it's time to take a rest. So I go to sit down and kind of doze off a bit. And this guy drives by and he says, you know, oh, do you need any help? And I say, oh, I'm just trying to get in my building. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. At this time, I'm buzzing my unit the whole entire time and nobody answers. 
You know, what is the biggest indication of how fucking terrified we are of men is that when you have been crawling through bushes, you're in, you've been to three offices, you've been climbing stairs up and down, you've been bobby pins left, front and center, you have a call Mr. Minute, when a man comes in and says, do you want to help? Even if he seems like the nicest man in the world, you'll still go, no. Nah, that's like so, it's fucking proven it. You fucking, women are so dramatic. No, no, no. If I was, I would be like, no, 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 no. Thank you. You might kill me. <laughs> I would rather live in a bush on the side of the yeah. road in Darwin than have you help yeah. me. Yeah, than have you help me. Thank you. Throughout the whole night, I'm buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Nobody answers. I just assume everybody's asleep. So I just say, no, I'm fine. The guy drives off. And then about 10 minutes later, he comes back and says, oh, do you want to come to my house? And, you know, rest while you figure this out and you know stranger danger yes exactly stranger danger and rest what do you mean rest that sounds like he's gonna make me rest put something in my drink in my coke it's already spilled and second of all it just didn't make any sense to me to leave my building when i already knew i still had this problem to deal with isn't there a stat that's like you're i'm not going to put a number on it but there's like a, a much higher chance of you dying if you leave the scene if you leave where you were taken if you get in a car with them it's good work good work never get in a car with a stranger particularly a man if it was a girl i would have gone they're not gonna lie yeah true although i think yeah. that stat is for like if your car breaks down on the side of the road oh really <laughs> maybe well a similar situation has happened to lise true. her coke has been spilled sorry <laughs> Also, if it was me and I was drunk, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I would have left the Coke and cleaned it the next morning. Oh, me too. If I was drunk, babe, I would have. She's too good. She's too nice. I would have done the next morning. Yeah, same. And that's why everyone in my building hates me. So I say no again. And then he circles around about three or four more times. I'm getting really freaked out. So at this point, I just make one more attempt to go buzz my unit. And at this point, I realize I have been buzzing the wrong unit the whole entire night. <laughs> So she's been like calling. Also, oh, she has roommates, obviously. So she's been calling the wrong, like, unit 11 instead of unit 13. And no one, they still haven't answered. I've been buzzing a vacant unit that's right next to mine on the same floor. Oh, no. Uh, babe. All right. So then, then we have a solution. It, it was the dumbest thing. I've been buzzing the unit, the wrong unit the whole entire time. Um, so I finally buzz my correct unit. My housemate answers instantly <laughs> I wonder how long she's been out and about for <laughs> sounds like seven hours at this point but also do you know what's fucked is actually quite cooked because she act that that man could have been really dangerous oh totally he's circling That's, her yeah he's circling her dun, 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 also to have dun. the goal to do it in the morning because she said people were getting up and going for walks and things and this guy yeah, is like, like trawling the early morning darwin streets yeah, what, what up, are you mate? doing yeah, you want to come rest? Also, who says rest? Sorry. Yeah, anyway. for eternity. Ugh. Do you want to rest Weird. in peace? In peace. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, Elise. That's why you're the most famous Janet Bathurst. I could have been sleeping in my bed the whole entire time. I think that was the worst part of it all because, you know, I mean, I was thankful I didn't have to wait another two hours, but it, it still was just agonizing knowing that I could have been in bed the whole entire time. I mean, it was a dumb mistake, but I did just move into the building, so I think that's why I got the units wrong. I don't know if there's that many excuses, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Oh my God, that was so fun. The poor darling. The poor darling in Darwin. That was cool. I guess long story short is call a locksmith 
And don't get into cars with strange men who tell you that you want to rest. <laughs> Come and rest at my house. That's so fucking weird. That's really quite weird. I've done that kind of shit before, though. Not getting in cars with strange what, men. and resting with like, a strange No, just being like, well, I left my keys inside my house and all of my housemates are out. And now I live in the park down the road for the next <laughs> this 12 is... <laughs> hours. Until I can call one of them. Until someone gets home from work. Also, because yeah, I would never make anyone come home because I feel so guilty. I'd just be like, no, no, finish your shift. I'll see you in 12 hours. It's fine. Well, was it the time that I had an Airbnb when I first was moving to Sydney and an Airbnb for a month while I was trying to find somewhere to live? My door in Brisbane didn't lock. So I was so used to just closing the door behind me and then like being able to go out and like get the mail and come back. And it was the first week of this new Airbnb and the door locked because it was like old like Bondi apartments and like they don't even have handles. It's just like a, you know what I mean? It's like a door and you just push it's not like a handle at all which is bizarre to me very 1920s chic and i locked my keys inside obviously this is where the store was going and i was in my pajamas and i just won celeb <gasps> like i think it's the day after and i'm so tired maybe it was although the day after the day after so i've been like no, the day after the press no, tour because you'd had yeah. the party and then you'd press all day after like two hours sleep yeah, so I done press. I done press for literally, I think, sixteen hours, and I had more press the next day, a little bit more, like Studio Ten or something, like something like that, just quick. But I had had more press, and I'd come home, and I was in pajamas, and then I was like, I'm locked out of an Airbnb. Like I didn't even know like who to call. So I just walk down the hallway and like put my ear against and see who's home. I knock on this random man's door, and I go, "Hi, um," and he goes, "Hi," and I was like. <laughs> Uh, I just want I'm a sub to get me <laughs> And I'm doing community service. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting an outreach like, program. He was like, who are you? I'm, I'm Abby Chatfield. And he was like, I was like, sorry, I'm just, I'm panicking. I was like, I, what I'm trying to say is I've just had a huge press day and I'm really tired <laughs> and I've left my, like what I was trying to say was that I was exhausted, not like, try, I'm not just walking around bragging. You buried the lead. You should be like, hello, I'm locked out of my apartment. apartment. For context, blah, blah. You're like, no, 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 I'm really anxious. So I need you to know all the context. So I'm not yeah. a psycho. And I'm locked out of my apartment. Yeah, and I was like, I want I must have got me out of here. He's like, I'm like, I'd be like, Grand Tanya, it's fine. And he was like, okay, okay, so you looked out. And I was like, yeah, and it's an Airbnb, and I have no idea what to do. Like, I've left the keys in there, and my phone's in there as well. Oh, fudge. Yeah, because I dropped all, like, my groceries or whatever I'd gotten, or, like, my probably not groceries. And then I'd gone outside to get the mail that was I saw on the way up. And I had also didn't even get the mail in the end. And he was like, okay. All right, is the sliding door open? Because we're on the second floor. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I have a ladder. <laughs> it's random poor man. It's like a Tuesday night at like 8.30. He's like gone downstairs, gets this ladder. It's not quite tall enough. Like only, and he'd be about six foot three. Oof. And he's dangling, dangling from the balcony. <gasps> and he's like just swinging with his core strength. Not even kidding. He's like, he's like tall. Like, and he's like swinging his body up with his core, like going like, like back and forth, get momentum. Like, zzz. Zhuzh. What? Zhuzh. Yeah. After a couple of goats, I was like, honestly, I'm just going to call Locksmith or I'm just going to, uh, can I use your phone? I'll call someone that knows. Or like, I'll try and log in. I couldn't even log into Instagram, actually. That was it. So I, I don't know his numbers. I don't know the number I know is who? Ex-boyfriend that I love and mum. Right. Where are they? Brisbane. <laughs> no, they're going to fucking help me. And I, what, uh, the fuck? Imagine if I called my ex-boyfriend. I was like, hey, I'm looking out of my Airbnb. He's like. And? In another and, state. Yeah, in another state. <laughs> Nah, he'd probably help me, to be fair. He'd be like, oh, okay, whose number do you have? And he'd find someone else's number that I, I, I get right. there eventually. So I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. He's like, no, no, give me one more go. This man's trying. He's trying his hardest. Whoosh, whoosh, 
whoosh, legs up <gasps> on the side, jumps in, gets through, gets my keys, opens the door. I was like, thank you so much. I bought him three bottles of organic wine, left it at his house. Oh. So thank you so much. He was so nice. And that was it. That's a victory story. I love that. It was beautiful. He was really, really nice. But also, he could imagine if he opened the door and he'd said, do you want to come and rest in my apartment? <sighs> no, I don't actually. Thank you, though. You're like, do you have 24 chicken nuggies? But is it sweet and sour sauce or barbecue? Because I'm not into barbecue. Yeah. A hard pass yeah. if you say barbecue. Hard pass. Yeah. All right. Thanks for sitting, guys. I don't know how long this was. I feel like it went forever, but I'm not sure if it's because we was having... Not much fun. <laughs> so much fun. No, I meant like we had we had some technical difficulty in between, as I was going to say. Look, we did. We did have – you won't know this because we're excellent editors here editors. at Nova Podcast Official, uh, but <laughs> chippity chop. Yeah, but there were a few issues because I'm not in Sydney. But thanks for listening. Please review and rate the podcast if you like it. Not if you don't like it. Don't need to know. If you don't like it, stop listening. If you like it, review and rate. If you also like the podcast, follow on Instagram, I guess. We're gonna I mean try to upload more reels and stuff there, but you know, it's hard having so many Instagrams. We've got like six accounts. Like two Finsters. And yeah, that's it. Elise, anything else for the people tonight? Nah, thanks for nah. just listening and being cool and stuff, I guess. Thanks guys. Love ya. Hold up. 